Welcome to the Big Fat Gay Podcast, where we talk about the things that are weighing on our minds. My name is Michael Willer. I am a chubby chaser, and today I am an excited big fig boy. Um, <laughs> I don't think we're announcing just quite why yet, but suffice it to say, uh, these are some wild and, and tricky, fun times, and uh, Don and I had a very fun uh, f- uh, photo video shoot earlier this morning um, involving lots of goodies and things. So stay That's... tuned for that. <laughs> Look, I'm not overselling it. It's accurate. <laughs> oh, my. Hey there. My name's Don. I'm a big chubby guy living here in sunny Hollywood. And I am, uh, I guess today I am a high fashion model boy yeah. for, uh, for uh, a little a project that we did this morning. Yeah, that's um, right. If for any of you who are curious about a tiger crawl, I'll be demonstrating that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Oh, it got oh, real, folks. Oh, my. It got real. Oh, I have to follow in the tracks of your tiger crawl? <laughs> uh, hi, I'm Dan They Oliverio. are deep. <laughs> hi, I'm Dan Oliverio, author, public speaker, and chubby chaser. And, um, well, Trevor and I are proud owners of a brand new... Acre of couch. That's right, yeah. folks. Yeah. Biggest couch ever made. I it got bigger. Five minutes before the podcast, just wandering around the couch, checking out <laughs> its nooks and crannies. There's a sculpture garden around the back. You have to check this out. It's nice. <laughs> oh, we haven't turned the fountain on yet. There's a- oh. <laughs> they uh, used up all the teal. <laughs> I'm Trevor Keys, and I'm a super chub, and I'm a super couch boy. That's right. Today, it's- He's still on the couch. I am. I've been all over the couch. I uh, couche all day, Trevor. There's a a picture that may get shared of me in kind of a a Java pose, very pleased <laughs> with being able to sprawl on the couch. Bring me solo. Well done, baby. Well done. <laughs> well, if you couldn't tell, we are once again back in the same room. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, w- w- we might be doing some Zoom episodes coming up. Who knows? My hand, I will, I will say, uh, in fairness to the people who were writing in uh, giving me advice about my hand, it does feel a little better. Uh, oh, that's, I want to point out that Michael has a bandage on the inside of his palm yeah. today. So it's, it's better, but it's still just like... <laughs> well, that's from something else it's he worse was using than- his palm for. <laughs> Michael collects some injuries heavy spanking. like other people collect comic books. It's a spanking injury. <laughs> I think that could be, I, we might have an episode title, right? <laughs> I like spanking injury. Thank you uh, to our, our patrons, Patreon. Um, we're in May now when yeah. this comes out. May, springing into May mm-hmm. with some sort of mini-sode that we'll probably Come up with have decided later. by yeah. now. <laughs> What's it time for? Is it me and Dan again? Or I, w- I think a chaser chat is always fun and engaging. Yeah, we can do that. I mean, the bar is fully stocked. We could record that tomorrow. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> it could be anything. <laughs> we never know. Um, yeah, so thank you, Patreon patrons, uh, for supporting us and keeping the show going. Um, and thank you to all of the regular listeners out there um, and for being patient while we skip to this every other week schedule. Um, again, hopefully that's just a temporary thing. We'll be back to once a week soon enough, but we are giving my hand plenty of time to heal, mm-hmm. and we should be good. Okay. I think it's time. You guys ready? Ready. Oh, yeah. ready. oh my Let's God, I'm so excited. I forgot about this. <laughs> I was in a really jazzy mood. And I was singing. But I forgot. We have some music for that. And I take off my hat. <laughs> Slow fade. I was doing some jazzy tunes when we were getting ready to record. <laughs> <laughs> Big spender. Oh, dear. 
<laughs> and speaking of, uh, oh, speaking of music and yeah. singing and jazzy tunes. Yeah, that's a good segue. <laughs> uh, I did like I know what I'm doing. <laughs> uh, we're talking about Alex Newell. We're talking about Chuck. We and don't talk enough about Alex Newell. Can I just say that? Alex Newell from Glee? Yes. Glee <laughs> and, and other shows and Broadway. Um, Shucked uh, recently. They're, mm-hmm. um, I think, promoting Shucked, the Broadway musical opening, well, opened, yeah. past tense, April 4th of this year. Um, interview in New York Times style section. Mm-hmm. I am Alex Newell, and my favorite song is How Will I Know by Whitney Houston. When she starts that song, it's like this emphatic war call about love. There's nothing like it. There's a boy I know. He's the one I dream of. Oh my goodness. The best lyrics are in the background vocals. (laughs) Don't trust your feelings. Love can be deceiving. I love those lyrics because we walk through this life every day when we have crushes or we're infatuated by someone and we don't know what their true feelings are towards us. And it's like, don't trust your feelings, trust your heart. Because love is really deceiving until you know it's real. We don't have a lot of big voices in today's music as much as we did back then when Whitney was at her prime. Listening to her gave me the space to be myself and have a big voice and be loud and unabashed. How will I know? <laughs> to be able to just like bust that song out a cappella yeah. in an interview setting mm-hmm. without yeah. even being properly mic'd for vocals, like. Oh, oh God. God, Alex, you're a treasure. Never change. I love how bubbly they are. Just like yeah, the yeah. energy mm-hmm. just exudes. It's marvelous. Out of just the marvelous, interview. Yeah. Um, I think what they meant from the whole like don't trust your feelings, trust your heart is that like the feelings of like self-doubt or overanalyzing all of those things up in your head. Or they must feel this because this, that's that. Yeah, like, trying to guess. Trying to deduce and guess. Yeah, yeah. feelings will pull you in every direction. Mm-hmm. They're like an ever-changing wind. Whereas love will pull you in one direction. Yeah. I, th- I think that's what it means. Yeah. Um, which I get. It's like saying yes. But oh my God, Alex's voice. So Alex did a performance with the Boston Gay Men's Chorus, which I um, used to work for up until somewhat recently. And they did that performance of I Know Where I've Been mm. with the Boston Gay Men's Chorus, which is why it got selected to go onto Glee. Oh. Like it was that performance. Alex was already on Glee at that point. And then it was that performance that convinced them to then perform it. Hmm. It was like somebody brought it to, it wasn't Ryan, it was whoever the other sort of co-writer was. And it was like, oh no, we should do this. Hmm. And oh my God, you should go find that video. It's on YouTube. Um, I did the remix for it actually, because the original mix is atrocious. (laughs) And Alex sounds fucking phenomenal. That's great. Oh my God. Yeah. Actually, I saw, uh, so I I was aware of... If I may, what's the news event? (laughs) Alex... Is on Shucked. Yes, yes. In the musical Shucked. New musical on Broadway. Shucked, which is about a false marmi- false <laughs> small farming town uh, with a thriving corn crop, and the crops start dying, and they are trying to find out how they can save the crops and save the town. In doing that, uh, and Alex plays a a whiskey entrepreneur. <laughs> um, I saw. So I I was seeing before I saw this article. I kept seeing people talking about Shucked. And I, because I have an internet garbage brain, I'm like, oh, did they make a musical about the corn song? What's the corn what? song? It's corn. It's corn. <laughs> it's got, <laughs> the, got juice. the juice. And because I just, I, that was Dennis my context so for like. <laughs> I've been confused since we started. <laughs> it, was, it was a thing last summer. It was this little kid singing about corn and it got like a remix. 
Well, he wasn't even singing, was he? Oh, he no, was he was just, just talking about We Like yeah. Corn, and they auto-tuned it. And auto-tuned they auto-tuned it. it into a song, because yes. internet, of course. But the thing is, it's precious because he's so... He's so enthusiastic un- he's about enthusiastic corn. He earnest. became like the spokesperson, I think, for like the National Corn Council or something. I, that's smart of them. Anyway. <laughs> so this musical yeah. is not it's about not that. about that. And <laughs> I'm so I, glad you clarified. <laughs> so that's part of why I wanted to do this. And Poor I Dan. didn't realize Alex Newell was in it. And I actually, since, you know, putting this article into the, the algorithm of my device, mm-hmm. I've been getting clips of Alex Newell and oh Chuck. Oh, my. And Ooh. I... So we've been trying to figure out if I, I want to go somewhere for my birthday and it's between Chicago and New York. Mm. And I kind of, I, I've been wanting to get back to New York and get into some Broadway accessible seating, Ooh. which we can do for Shuck. <gasps> they ding, do ding, have, ding, 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 go is, see yes. Alex Newell live. Are you yes. kidding me? It is the, um, oh, so for I'm our jealous. New York listeners, if you want to see Shuck, the type of seats, it is the wheelchair transfer seats, which means it's an aisle seat and the, the arm goes up. Yes. So you can have some, or, some or room. I think actually comes off. Yeah. Well, it depends on the theater. I guess so. Probably uh, different shapes. The arm either goes up or they rip it out of the floor. For you. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the seat's still there, just the, the aisle side arm is gone. Um, I want to see Alex Newell as a whiskey entrepreneur. That sounds amazing. <laughs> and I know that the performance is amazing because I've seen clips of them singing. It's impo- I don't think Alex is capable of giving a subpar performance. Like, they're voice is just flawless i i don't even understand how it's possible um so you get to learn a little bit about alex's past in Mm -hmm. this new york times article and i love that they're describing uh getting their start in a church choir Mm -hmm. but they were too loud (laughs) (laughs) i think it didn't didn't whitney houston get her start in a church choir i believe oh is i don't know and i maybe and i think also um oh jennifer um, holiday and and um Got him on my Aretha Franklin, mm. also yeah. um, church church choir. Dion Warwick, yeah, it's just a huge long a lot of gospel. Of yeah. Anyway, um, being too loud because in a choir, of course, you want everyone to mix together. You need the voices to be cohesive, and so Alex stood out too much, and now they're on Broadway. Ah, uh, amazing. They said something else. This is a slight tangent, but it was something I think that hit a note that I've I've heard twice before recently. Where he's talking about a lack of sort of belters nowadays. That we used to have so many oh, yeah. singing belters. Yeah. And recently, I so right before we started recording, I shared a Netta video. I've, she's the singer from Israel, Israel we talked about recently. Yeah. And I also heard an interview with a current male lead at the, uh, the opera house here in L.A. Where they're doing an opera about the, the gay boxer that killed a man in the ring when the guy called him a, a, a gay slur Slur. in the way in yeah um and both of them talked about how being larger singers they were always expected to be belters Mm. right and they never really thought of themselves that way they didn't think they were capable of that and they fought against it until late Mm -hmm. in life so it's just interesting yeah it's just interesting that they should get that they should make that observation It it was very on point yeah i mean and alex again if you haven't heard their voice you can hear snippets of it in this interview and it's just worth it if you can get to new york and see this show live oh yeah, absolutely. Go do it. Support Alex. They're a fat singer, fat, fat actor, just fantastic. All right. What's next? Oh, more, more yeah, theater. Still news. more theater. Broadway is more theater. theater. Um, so this is from Broadway World. And unfortunately, this show has come and passed, but I wanted to talk about it because it is a theater group called The Heavyweights. Mm-hmm. And it is three fat guys. And they did a performance of the 25th annual Putnam County Spelling Bee, where it was the three of them doing all the roles. 
Yeah, so what they do is they do the entire musical, just the three of them, changing in and out of costumes very Constantly. quickly. Mm. Uh, it's it's more of a, it's more than a staged reading, less than a full production. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember how they refer to it in the article. The review, I think, was fairly honest. It was like, look, the show... The, the, the reviewer had seen the show a bunch of times and was I think in the show, damn it. Was in the show when they yeah. were, yeah. And, and um, I think was honest about maybe some of the repetitive nature of the jokes that came along with doing it the way they were doing it, but fully in support of the, the troupe themselves, of the performing talent of the people actually doing the show. And that it's three fat guys. Yeah. doing roles. Be- and the, the thing is, if you're a fat person in musical theater, there's like one role mm-hmm. in every other musical that you're allowed to play because mm-hmm. that's the fat person role. Yeah. And so what it would be like if fat people played all the roles. Yeah. 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 And just wanting to support the heavyweights because of course they'll have other productions that they're going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we know what's next for them per se. Cause I, I wonder think- if they're all belters. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to find them on social media and I just can't find like I was, I was looking and I couldn't find it. And I think it's because heavyweights is just kind of a generic thing. I kept getting like this heavyweights oh. gym that was a bodybuilding gym. Sure. Yeah. If any listeners have been able to find, like if they have an Instagram or maybe maybe they're only on TikTok or something, because mm. um, I, w- I would love to be able to follow them and see what they do next. Yeah, and support it. Because um, mm-hmm. the show just ended, so it's probably going to be at least a little bit before they get the next one going. Yeah. Okay. Is it time? It's, it's time. time. Is it time? It's time. Shh. Scooty flying across the screen. (laughs) Take hands, everyone. Perhaps the best adventure of all will be to do that watch. Yay! (laughs) Dan's so good. We all are, Dan. We all are. I'm thinking of Peter Pan. I don't know. Because. Because we're flying. I don't. That's not Peter Pan, Michael. I know. (laughs) You're just confusing things. Because he said, "Take my hand," and I was thinking in my head, "It was take my hand." And so we have it's it's prom season, baby. (laughs) Are you in prom? Do you remember that? No. Did anyone here go to their prom? Oh God, I did. Uh, What a mistake. (laughs) Did you go to prom? (laughs) No, I had a very dorky like. Let's do anti-prom. Oh, good Good for you. It was very dorky. I had a graduating class of nine people with one girl. We had a really weird prom. So you all took the one girl or something? <laughs> we ended up Jesus. merging with a class beneath us. And like, it was, anyway, the, the re- range. It was weird. The reason we're talking about prom is because of, I saw that. So this story came through my fat news aggregator. And it's not exactly, like, I don't really know how it got in there. But it's uh, about the Cinderella Project in... Uh, Harris, My neck of the woods. Harrisonburg, Virginia. Harrisonburg, Virginia. Uh, oh. It is the Cinderella Project of Shenandoah Valley. Yep. Oh, I got it again. Look yeah. at me. Speaking words. He's on a roll. <laughs> um, no, he's on a muffin. So I, I did some research. So the Cinderella Project used to be like a nationwide organization. And I think maybe at this point there's a few local chapters like this one that still exist. Hmm. And they gather and distribute promware for... You know, kids going to prom who can't get a prom dress or a tuxedo mm-hmm. or a suit. And why might that? Why might they not be able to get a prom dress or a tuxedo or formal wear? Because um, they don't fit conventional sizing. Yeah. Um, or just they can't. Or you know, they they can find a plus size maybe prom dress, but they can't afford it or something just because yeah. of fat taxes and mm-hmm. everything. Um, and or if it's just not if their options are limited and it's just not very good. It's yeah. Not very nice, pretty, whatever. Um, but so they were in, in this article. Um, What's her name? 
Howdy shell. What's her Rhonda Howdy shell? <laughs> Rhonda Howdy shell. Or as I like to say, our Honda Howdy shell. Our Honda. Our Honda. <laughs> uh, uh, so Rhonda is talking about um, they have a specific need for gowns over size 18. And then actually, um, some, like, base, I was trying to calculate, I, I never could figure out like suit sizing. Yeah. But actually, if they have a dearth of small suits. Really? Mm-hmm. For men. And That's I was actually thinking about this because I'm like, well, I feel like there are more likely to, like, men in suits and tuxedos, I feel like, whether they're sizing up or down, I feel like there are more of those going cycled through and being donated than, mm-hmm. you know, one prom dress. Yeah. But I, the reason I wanted to highlight this is because, you know, so this is in um, Shenandoah Valley. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and I think, you know, listeners, if you have a, a prom dress or tuxedo or just for some kind of formal wear that you're, is hanging, kicking around and you don't know what to do, you should look up to see mm-hmm. if in your lo- area there is a similar organization yeah. mm-hmm. because I think it is a great way to find a new home for some kind of, you know, yeah. something that you're holding on to, but you're probably not going to wear again. Um, give it some new life. Give it. Let your your old clothes go to prom <laughs> with some uh, some fat kids who need formal wear. It was what they were always meant for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and there are programs like that not just for prom too. Like I know uh, when I was uh, when I joined the chorus, I need to get a tuxedo, mm-hmm. and like I I didn't have the, I was a freshman in college. I had no mm-hmm. money for a tuxedo, mm-hmm. yeah. especially for you know a large man tuxedo. I luckily I found a program in the area that had. A couple larger sizes for people with lower. That's, lower a, that's a really good yeah. point because they also do that for mm-hmm. um, weddings, weddings, interview like uh, mm-hmm. interviews. You know, for like people who are job hunting after whatever. When I inquired at homeless shelters when I was looking to donate some of my larger clothes, one of the things they said is they always need more large formal clothing because mm-hmm. a lot of people they have to go to job interviews and things, and they don't have access to the clothes they need for the job interviews. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 Although hopefully that standard is falling away because I feel like the the requirement of wearing like dressed up clothing for job interviews yeah. is sort of dying. So you still need at least office. Well, I you do that. need nice clothes. Well, that's the thing. If you if you need a job, it's quite likely you need the money and you need the money you need the clothes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you know. That's actually been a point of closure for for a lot of uh closure is the wrong word. Uh, blocking of access uh, for a lot of poorer people is the inability to present themselves in a way that they'd get hired. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mhm. I happen to know for a fact that we have listeners in Virginia, in that area of Virginia. So if you know, if you know some people who have some clothes, donate them. Prom's coming up. We actually might be, this is going to come out before prom, right? I was unsure, but I think it'll, it, it's close. <laughs> it's, it's tight. It's tight. Um, much like the prom. But you could right come now. in, it, just think of this exciting moment of like, you're listening and you, you run to your closet and you get your suit. And right before the the prom, <laughs> the prom bell is going to strike. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to oh. make it to time in prom in their pumpkin carriage. I was going to say, got your pumpkin, got your mice, got your rat. <laughs> got your... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bippity yeah. Speaking boop. of fairy tales, I suppose that's actually a pretty solid segue. Did you guys do that on purpose? Yes. Yes, we did. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we're talking about an actual fairy tale. In fact, we're talking about a movie called. Mm-hmm. Shrek. Shrek! I've heard of that. <laughs> Even Dan's heard <laughs> yeah. of it. And had you seen this before we did this? I, I have, but like most things, like I have zero memory of it until we rewatched it. Mm. Yeah. That's and right. I, I think it's interesting. Part of the reason I w- was excited to do Shrek is I feel like there's like a Shrek renaissance. And I'm, a Shrek-a-sance? Yeah. 
Well, and like there's in the LA area in early May, there is a Shrek rave happening. What? Wow. A Shrek rave. Like yes. what to the soundtrack of Shrek? Well, like a Shrek themed rave that I think will probably include the soundtrack, but the, the big thing is like I think you go dressed as Shrek characters. Okay. That would make and sense. I think they yes. recently renovated the Shrek area of Universal or something. Well, they're doing a whole like they did Puss in Boots and then aren't they doing Shrek? Five, five. You said, Shrek oh Five, baby. Oh, Shrek yeah. Five is coming out. To answer the un, the answered unanswered questions from one, two, three, three and four. four, and the offshoots. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. we're talking about the original Shrek, uh, which we we assume that people have seen. Yeah, who wants to summarize Shrek for those who haven't seen it? I, I bet I could do it, Dan. You I, do it. I, I oh, I this could. will be do it, Dan. This is like the little engine who could. Okay, okay. hold on. I need to get the social media music. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so yeah, I guess I can spoil the whole thing, right? Can I? Oh, here we go. What spoilers for Shrek? Spoilers for Shrek. <laughs> the 21, 22 year old movie. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Once upon a time in a swamp far, far away, uh, there was an ogre named Shrek, and he is in the purview of this, uh, this evil fascist uh, dictator named Ron DeSantis, who is trying <laughs> to throw out all the story characters from the Everglades. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they are fleeing their captivity in uh, the schools and libraries there. And so they, <laughs> they go and they run to the swamp, uh, and, and Shrek's very put out because he's, he's a bit of a misanthrope, and he doesn't want them there. And anyway, long story short, he ends up getting the guy's princess. Like, if you get me my princess... Uh, I'll get these people out of your swamp, which, what are you going to do with them then? Anyway, moving on. <laughs> so uh, Shrek goes to find the princess. The princess, as it turns out, is in the clutches of a dragon. But the princess has a secret. The princess, actually by night, is an ogre, just like Shrek. Oh, my gosh. <gasps> anyway. Made but, for each other. But, of course, they're dealing with their body shame issues. Each of them, uh, Shrek being a misanthrope who does who hates people uh, having these horrible reactions to his body. They always scream. At they, mm-hmm. they always scream. And uh, the princess who gets, who has pretty privilege by day and ogretude by night. <laughs> ogretude. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess what? They discover each other's secrets, uh, live happily ever after in the nick of time. Mm-hmm. And, um, and she permanently becomes an ogre. Yes. Yep. Yes, because she is going to transform with love's uh, true kiss, and apparently she transforms into. Correct me if I'm wrong, because this is kind of a plot point that is unclear to me, at least. She transforms into the form that is the form of her true love, as dictated by her love. I think so. Yeah. Yes. I so, feel like they dig into it a little more in Trek too. Okay. So basically, if she had married Prince Farquaad. <laughs> She'd be human, but she falls in love with Tr- Shrek, so she stays an ogre. Well, if, it could be argued that if she married Farquaad, there was no love and no, mm-hmm. nothing would have been broken. Okay. But. Yeah, it's well, so let's get into so it. So yes. that's the that's, that's, the, that's thing. the thing. I mean, there's so much there's a lot. There's a to lot to unpack here. And I so in talking about the like whole Shrek Renaissance and how like Gen Z seems to have like fully embraced Shrek. I I was like it hit me during this movie. I'm like I think it's because Shrek is like the complete rejection of Disney culture. And it's really kind of like embracing Hmm. ugly, which is there's kind of this whole like ugly aesthetic to a lot of, of the like Gen Z aesthetics, like the drippy, goopy, Hmm. softer, you know, distorted edges. Okay. And I think 
it is like the rejection of the whole millennial Disney adult thing. Yeah. Like it is. I got it. Like Gen Z is like Shrek adults and <laughs> oh. millennials are Disney adults and they're kind of embracing opposite ideals. That's interesting. Yeah. It should well, be said that Shrek was done by DreamWorks, correct? Yeah. Yes. So it's not a Disney. Well, as a direct flipping the bird to Disney. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Shrek is a very direct fuck you to Disney. Yeah. Um, I, agree with you, I agree with you, Trevor, completely. But I interpreted it slightly differently. Um, when I first watched it, I, I remember feeling Shrek, Shrek to me felt like a movie about the fat person being pushed out. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I saw it as a, something about fatness. Because that was the lens I was watching it through. And, being, and Shrek being the fat person pushed out? He's the fat person mm. pushed out. When I was watching it this time, though, I saw it a little differently because I actually, like, the word fat isn't actually used very often, right? If ever. If yeah, ever. It's, I don't it's think it is. Other. Yeah. It's, it's simply you are not us. Yeah. Yes. And so we're pushing you out. And I see more Gen Z being about that. Gen Z is not necessarily anti fat, they're anti othering, mm-hmm. right? We're all. Like, it doesn't matter if you're fat. You know, it's just, we're all fucking going through the same mm. shit, is their attitude. So, mm. well, I, I think the point of the movie, although I don't think they actually use the word fat, it's very much this idea of judging people by appearances. Yes. Yeah. They say, mm-hmm. he says, big, stupid, ugly ogre. Mm-hmm. I think right. that's, the ter- that's the way that they describe him. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I think that it's, it, I, I agree with you, Don, that it's about othering, but a special kind of othering. Like, yeah. it's not based on religion. Yeah. It's not based on a lot of other things. It's based on, you know... Shallow physical. Well, I mean. yeah, but that's important because, again, it's that they have this reaction to him from 40 feet away, which is very much like the experience of a fat person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, And I was really thinking about, so, you know, in the case of Fiona, where she is thin, atypical beauty, you know, n- normal, like the, the beauty standards by day and then fat ogre by night. And it just made me think of the whole thing of like people who have gained and lost weight talking about, I was treated so much better when I was thinner and just the real horror of like people who maybe have had that experience of like, Oh, you're thin and beautiful now Mm -hmm. versus like, then they gain the weight back and they, they lose access to that. I think that's a very good observation because uh, they did a very good job of Fiona doesn't, hate either side of herself, mm-hmm. right? Oh, she really doesn't like being the ugly ogre. No, she doesn't like being treated the way she's treated when she's the ugly ogre. Hmm. She never expresses hatred for herself. She hates the way the way life is in that form. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That was very much what I And like no one could ever love me this way. Yeah. Uh, that's, I, I, so that's why I think you were very spot on with that. I, I think, you know, being... Being me and a chubby chaser, I think I took a lot of some, some of Fiona a bit more literally. That one way by day and one by one way by night is very similar to the closeted chubby chaser, yeah, who mm-hmm. is in bed with his heart's desire oh, at night, but you know <laughs> pretends to be something else during the day. Hmm. And there's here's the other thing too. You know when she's when she's a an ogre, she doesn't have to hide the fact that she's a pretty princess. The other, the rest of the time, right. whereas the reverse is absolutely true. Yeah, yeah. I so when I was watching it, I thought that um, like Shrek. The, the one thing that kind of bugged me, and I don't know if it's just like a sign of the times or if it's just how can you hold people to an even higher standard because it is a very like liberating kind of watch yeah. for fat positive people. Um, they conflate fat and ugly. 
Yeah. Well, do they? Because they never say fat. That's, that's He says big. Yeah. I mean, he is well, big. He's identified as fat, <laughs> yeah. and then the audience member is left to sort of pick what people are identifying as ugly, right? Like, is he ugly because he's green? Is he ugly because I mean, but we can objectively describe him as fat. Just because they don't yes. use the yeah. word fat, they drew him fat and called him ugly. I don't think that's an accident. No, but, you, but that's true of a lot of other characters in there, too. Like, Fogquad is not thin either. I think he, no, he is. Yeah, Farquaad's thin. He just has, he's short. Yeah, he's so made, he's, he is made to be ugly because they make him short and they associate short with being ugly in the movie. Yeah, that's my It's my, sort of a similar thing. My, my point know? is there's, there's, there's no, while there are certainly characters of different sizes, I think it's unfair to say like, oh, well, they said ugly, but they meant fat. No, they could have said fat. No, they're, they're, it's, I, I don't think they would have drawn an ugly ogre without making him fat. Well, so this is something that may may change your perspective. I don't I think feel like I've talked about this before and I don't know if you remember this. So when they were making Shrek, Chris Farley was supposed to be the voice of Shrek. I see. And he had recorded almost all of the dialogue yeah. before he died. Oh. And then Mike Myers came in and he did, you know, kind of a completely different take on the character. Very yeah. Um which I was thinking about like what this movie would have been like would it have been as successful the, would it have been different the, the plot was changed the character accent changed mm-hmm. from american to scottish, scottish. Yeah. to canadian standard back to scottish there oh. were multiple versions recorded oh Holy while shit. chris was still yeah. doing the voice uh, no, no no all under michael meyer oh yeah interesting they, they weren't sure if they wanted to go with a scottish ogre yeah well they they were concerned at first that uh there were a lot of concerns that it was going to be disrespectful to Chris Farley um, if, if it was too similar to him. So at first they were trying oh. to get it away from him and then... Weird. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's hard to deny that the voice now is iconic. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, it would have been a completely different movie and I'm... Yeah. And, and I think... And it in even that case, had a different plot. The original plot was he was an ogre who wanted to be a knight and needed to prove himself to the kingdom oh. to be worthy. Mm-hmm. Oh. That was the original... Wow. I, I had to do... For the bit, <laughs> I had to do a lot of research. Uh, <laughs> Shrek took over five years to make compared okay. to uh, three years for the other ones. Mm. Um, and that involved throwing out the entire script twice. Well, and so to hmm. Michael's point, I wonder if that's what happens when you have a thin actor taking over for a fat actor. All of a sudden, it doesn't be, it's not about being good enough anymore when it was a fat character. Oh. Do we know if they rewrote it after? Mike Myers took yes. over the character? They did. I can confirm they rewrote it at least twice after he came on. Oh, oh. Yeah. Or they might have just rewritten it because it sucked, but you know, that's another thing. Well, <laughs> but it was after. At least yeah. one of the rewrites was entirely at his insistence because he did not want to do anything that would take away from what Chris Farley was trying to he do. He didn't want to imitate Chris Farley he didn't doing it. Imitate yeah. right. Chris Farley. He didn't want to no, but it does copy beg- him. He didn't want to disrespect him. It does beg the question, which is kind of back to Michael's point of, you know, was it written as. You know, well, it's a fat character, so we know how that's going to go. Well, as far as fat characters go, like, what else was there in that time period? Well, that's what Chris Farley did. I mean, yeah. Chris Farley made a career of mm. being that fat guy. Yeah, but the mm-hmm. and I I feel like when I look at Chris Farley's characters, I feel like I look at him the way a lot of black people might look at early black characters, mm. where I feel wildly uncomfortable. Yeah, right. Yeah, I can't. Chris watch Farley's them. characters I are either. dumb. I can't watch it at all. They're they're not just like ignorant or innocent they're dumb right 
Um, no, they're aggressively they're clumsy. dumb. They're aggressively dumb. Yeah. They're like exactly. You know, you know, yeah. yeah. Um, it's kind of like watching Melissa McCarthy do her earlier fat characters. Yeah. yeah. But that said, again, they but they were able to get in front of the camera. They were able to lay a foundation that other people were to come and, and correct they, later the on. The performers are fucking hilarious. Yeah. Like, you know, like I don't I'm like, Dan, like I can't go back and watch old Chris Farley movies. Especially my mom loves the the Chippendales Chris Farley. Oh, you know? yeah. I'm just and she's like I think she thought that I would be on board. And I was like, mm-hmm. no, I see why she thought that. I can see why too. Yeah. I think it's like in her mind, it's sort of a radical gesture to embrace that and to mm. be like, yeah, I li- like, you know. No, but it's, it's especially, you know, from the chaser perspective, it's such a fuck you of look how stupid what you like is. Mm-hmm. See how funny it is? Mm-hmm. You know, whereas. Look how uh, disgusting. Yeah. 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 But Shrek, the movie, doesn't. Yeah, they they don't no, really do that at all. Not at all. Um, I think they they. But I don't think we. But what my point was, I don't think we we might not have gotten Shrek without Chris Farley. Yeah, right. He's mm. la- literally laying down the foundation that let Shrek stand on his shoulders. Even and be before a he agreed character. to do the movie, you mean? Just by him existing and playing yeah. his other characters, he was then able to go on yeah. board for Shrek and get the movie yep. in process. In the same way that Chris Farley stood on the shoulders of Jim Belushi that did some even more horrible like you yeah. know, depictions of fat people. You mean John Belushi? John Belushi, excuse yeah. me. Yeah. And Jim Belushi. And Jim. Fuck you, Jim Belushi. <laughs> yeah, Jim, I suppose, Jim. No, I mean, they, so for me, like the movie, I think they do conflate uh, fat and ugly, but they don't do it in a way where they're, they're not standing by that as the right point of view. If that makes sense. Like there's, I think by the end, like they're both fat and they're both in love and they're both ugly together in quotes. And that's, it's like, that's true love. And that's how they present it. Like, Mm -hmm. and so they don't go down the road of saying fat people don't deserve love. They do the opposite, but they still do conflate fat and ugly. Well, I I think there is something in there that I've seen over and over again as Chaser, which is that, you know, if two fat people end up together, everybody's happy. If a thin person and a fat person end up together, Oh my God! The you, outrage. You, the outrage. I mean, uh, and I, I've seen this over and over again in my life on social media, where people are absolutely upset that these people ended up together. I, let me ask this real quick, just briefly: Is Fiona fat? Really? Yeah. Uh, she's as fat as Shrek as is. The, if you think Shrek is fat, you got. She doesn't Fiona. have any sort of belly. She has an hourglass figure. Uh, no, but she. No. She's, I mean, I think she's, she's fat. Big, small, big. She's I mean, fat. Well, then, in the then way Shrek that... isn't fat either. I think she's fat in the way that the sort of standard plus size model is fat. Like yes, they yeah. are fat, but they're not yeah, okay. fat the way that a lot of normal, everyday, average fat people. Well, are fat. but but Dom, that's why I'm. That's why I thought like Shrek isn't particularly fat. Okay. Now, yeah. This is this is why I really leaned into the idea of othering when I was watching right, this right. because I told Michael this earlier. Get ready to laugh at me. I will. I will support my argument. When I was watching this last night, I started thinking, Shrek is a MAGA person. Oh. Right, and it's this is this is a MAGA character. He's someone who <sighs> convinced the world is against him because they hate him for what he is. Right, everyone hates me. I'm so put down. Right, because everyone mm. thinks I'm so horrible and ugly. Right, and so I'm going to reject the world. Right, and um, his journey to self acceptance is realizing like, oh, people don't hate me for who I am. I was just being kind of a dick. Right, and when he when he starts kind of being kinder to Donkey and to Fiona and opening up to these other people and not assuming that everyone hates him just because of who he is, then his world gets brighter, right? And so when I started thinking about the mag, this being the MAGA thing, 
all of a sudden it's that led me down this other path of like, oh, this is literally everyone. Mm. This is everyone who feels that they are on the outside. And I saw it through the lens of fat because that's how I felt I was outside. Interesting. I see it through the lens of gay because that's how I'm outside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So interesting. Hmm. I, I feel free to yell at me and tell me I'm weird. No, <laughs> I, you, you go. <laughs> so I think the, the only, I agree with the overall sentiment that this is the, this is the other, this is, yeah. you can stand. And I think a lot of successful movies like this and Disney movies too, allow you to put yourself in the shoes of the person who is other for no, no, not often, not specific reasons, but just sort of generally the outsider who's trying to find a way to either fit in or accept themselves or both. Um, the MAGA comparison, I think, is tough because I don't know a lot of MAGA people who don't... Like, Shrek wants to be left alone. Shrek he, is offended by the number of immigrants coming to his home, <laughs> and he literally wants to build a wall around his swamp. But, true, but true. he wants to be left alone. And I, I don't know a lot of MAGA people who don't want to fuck things up for basically everyone else that they don't like. They, get, they, they become aggressive. Like they become, they they want themselves to be left alone with their kind. Well, no, but they want the world to change in order to suit them. Whereas Shrek just literally just wants to be by himself in his swamp and everyone else can do whatever they want to do. And that's not MAGA to me. Yeah, he's a misanthrope. He's, uh, I I think also the, the MAGA thing is like Shrek's whole thing is in opening up to everyone become more capable of connecting. But his whole thing about like, you know, people being ogres are like onions mm. and it's that people aren't willing to peel back the layers. So, but he's not willing to do that with other people. It's when he's starting to accept that the, the princess is also an onion and that she has layers that he starts having empathy. And like the MAGA people, once he starts having empathy and understanding that other people have feelings, then it's harder for him to have those belief systems. <laughs> I'm sorry, it stuck for me. It yeah, just landed. I, no, really I get well. it. I get it. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm <laughs> just. I don't. I, I again. I agree with your overall mm-hmm. conclusion, which is that this is any other. Yeah. And you can put yourself in there. Like if you're a, a MAGA identifier and you sit and watch Shrek, you can see yourself in there. Yeah. Like for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't necessarily have a lot of empathy empathy for that, but no. But yeah. I mean. If it's something, if you know, if it can get that message across to those horrible, horrible people, then I, I don't think I, I don't think MAGA people are onions. <laughs> 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 I think they might just be a they're parfaits. A, <laughs> I love parfaits. Loves parfaits, but everyone loves a parfait. Mike. They're a Katie. trifle at best. I think they're a beet. <laughs> <laughs> MAGA people are beets. <laughs> It's just, it was interesting rewatching it though, because it is tightly written. Like mm-hmm. that script is good. Yeah. Um, and it, it's funny if you're ever studying a script, a screenwriting, I noticed that it's the exact length of a stereotypical script. Act two begins at 15 minutes in <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, I was like, wow, they're to the minute, <laughs> to the minute. Yeah. Um, so I had, I had this observation and this brought up an interesting point with Don. Uh, cause I guess because of the research you were doing, I feel like the dragon is fat. Or, I or, too. Or at least very, very voluptuous. I mean, at this point, then every character's fat and nobody's fat. No, 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 no but no, look no, at the no, proportions. No, I, the upper body of the dragon is fairly like standard. And the tiny wings. I don't know. I, no, I, but then her, her hips mm-hmm. and okay. her tail are huge. So, Dan, I can actually confirm from the research that is the slimmed down version of the original fat dragon that was intended to be in the movie. The, the original dragon was designed fat. Did the um, dragon did the dragon have titties? 
Okay. I don't know if it had titties. <laughs> but the dragon was designed fat and up until the point where they had the first test screenings. And the audiences saw Donkey romantically manipulating the fat dragon and they were uncomfortable with oh, that. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. That kind of made me feel good. I was like, oh, they were on the side of the fat character. <laughs> Yay. Uh, so they had, to, they had to kind of trim down the dragon a little bit so people didn't feel ooky about it. So here's my question about the ending. Is it, so, you know, the whole, of course, they, they, they're in love with each other. They share a kiss right before sunset and she goes up and becomes all magically sparkly. And you think they, and they make you think that she's going to come back down as a human and not an ogre. Right. Because she's already transformed. Well, because the idea is it's like the kissing the frog. The frog mm-hmm. turns into a prince. So you kiss. Yeah. So true love transforms her into something beauteous, which of course means a particular standard of beauty. Right. Mm-hmm. So my question is: Is that the more avant-garde direction to go, rather than her actually becoming human and still having, like, and still getting together with Shrek? I think people would have thrown things at the screen. Yeah. If yeah. The, if the hot princess. You know, it's that's kind of what I mean. Walks though. away with Shrek. Yeah, that's kind of what I mean. Yeah. Like, is that it, I mean, which one is is pushing the envelope further? I feel like if she's the hot princess, then it's just like King of Queens. Yeah, and Shrek gets a job at UPS. <laughs> <laughs> I really agree because they, then they become the typical couple yeah. that you do expect. Well, but no, no, you know? people would be so upset by that. No, but the but the classically female, the classically attractive female with the classically unattractive male is just a standard we've seen a thousand it, times. It is, it is. You know? But again... But not, as, not in a romance movie. Yeah, That's in a, not in a romance movie. Which I guess this is a romance and a comedy, so it's got both. No, look, if the point of the movie is they live happily ever after, that can't be happily ever after. People mm-hmm. will go, That's, people yeah, will that, write. I'm curious, like, because it's, it's part of it, I think it's mixed for me because her having to be an ogre to be with him, I think, is dicey. Mm-hmm. But her turning into an ogre as a reflection of her accepting herself it's is great. beautiful. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so it's kind of like it's not cut and Look, dry. You know, and you know, it's you're not going to have it all. We know that, right? You're <laughs> not going to have it all, and you're not going to please everybody's point I, of view. Have you not read my shirt? <laughs> there was actually I a it literally says it. I can have it all. <laughs> they, they didn't go in depth in it, but there was a discussion of that in the writers' room. Hmm. Um, and the original thought was, uh, yeah, that it would make people uncomfortable. Yeah. Oh, right. Sure. So they intentionally left out her parentage mm. from that first movie. So that we wouldn't know what she really is. Yeah. Like right. at the end of the first movie, she might actually be an ogre. Who knows? Like she could, that could be oh. her, the way she was born. Yeah. It's never said. Not until you get to the second movie. Right. Cause that was my question. Like, what is she really? Yeah. But in the first movie, they intentionally left that out. Mm-hmm. Shrek's parents were actually originally included in the original drafts of the movie. Oh, interesting. And they were played by the two parents from um, Happy Days. Oh, Tom Bosley and Marion Ross. That's yeah. it, yeah. yeah. I don't know. If you rewatch Shrek and you have some, some feels and maybe some personal anecdotes about it, let us know. Yeah. Cause and I, I think even it, from remembering from when you first watched yeah. it, because that, I think, was the more influential yeah. time when it actually first came out. I feel oh, yeah. like this is a movie you may have different reactions to now than you did the first time. Yeah. It's been a long time. It does hold up, though, I it feel. Does. It I think, and even oh, with, wonderful, yeah. you know, the animation looks delightfully dated, but it's still... I didn't even think it was that dated. Like it's dated, but not like There's, Toy Story. Dated. They pick their moments where they really, where it, sh- where it looks phenomenal, yeah. even still. Uh, but there are plenty of points where you're kind of like, oh, that's a really lotus texture there. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, some, some of it's really beautiful still. Um, I guess I'll go into a tip 
yeah. that I, since I mentioned it. So if you live in the LA area and you want to go to the Shrek way, right, the, the Shrek rave, or as they call it, the Swamp Gala, <laughs> it is May 27th at... Uh, Why, that's just a couple weeks away. 21 o'clock. What is 21 o'clock? That's 11, <laughs> 11, no, no that's no, 9. would be 9 p.m. 9 p.m. At 9, okay, so it is... Fucking 24-hour time. May 27th at 9 p.m. Is this a military at, production? <laughs> at the Hollywood Palladium, tickets are... They range from $40 each to $158 each. At the Palladium. Shit. Yeah. That's one block from my apartment. If you go, Don, you have to go, to go have dinner rave. first. Yeah. Go to the Shrek rave. <laughs> Shrek, Shrek. All right. For today's bit, surprise, surprise, we have Shrek trivia. <gasps> oh. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. All right. I don't think it's I a have Good it. thing I watched the movie. Is everyone ready? Yes. yes. Okay. Now, as we've discussed, Mike Myers was not, in fact, the original Shrek. Mm -hmm. The original Shrek was Chris Farley. However, Cameron Diaz was also not the original princess. (gasps) There was a completely different princess. You do not say. Who was the original princess who played Princess Fiona? Melissa McCarthy. One, Gwyneth Paltrow. (laughs) Two, Janine Garofalo. Ah. Three, Kate Winslet. Four, Helen Hunt. Huh. Hmm. All I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Helen Hunt. Yeah, based Helen on the era. Hunt okay. for me. I'm gonna say Janine Garofalo because I can see that pairing of Janine Garofalo and Chris Farley. Okay, all right. So we have two Helen Hunts and one Janine Garofalo, and the correct answer is in fact Janine Garofalo. Holy moly! So Janine Garofalo was playing Princess Fiona up till the point of Chris Farley's death, uh. and then she was fired and never told why. <laughs> Oh, oh, to oh, this day, oh. she has never been told why she lost the role. Wow. Maybe he was the one who wanted her on the project and the execs didn't, but they wanted him. Maybe. That would make a lot of sense. That Maybe. I could see in a Because she's, yeah. you know, she's incredibly talented and, in, and, a, and a bit prickly. I could see her in the part. <laughs> I could see mm-hmm. her in the part. Oh, of course. But it's a very different Fiona. Oh, yeah. All right. Of all the fairy tale characters, Farquaad rounds up. Or, or Ron DeSantis. It. His name is Farquaad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's only one casualty whose corpse is displayed rather prominently in one scene. Oh, uh, I know which this. character doesn't survive to the end of Shrek, although they do appear alive again in later movies? Oh. One, the gingerbread man. Two, Mama Bear. Three, the big bad wolf. Or four, Pinocchio. Mama Bear. I said Mama, Mama Wolf. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. She gets turned into a bearskin rug, doesn't she? Okay, we got two for Mama Bear. I didn't Bear. see any of this. Mama Bear. Okay. Do you have a guess? Uh, Pinocchio. All right. The correct answer is Mama Bear. In fact, the scene where Farquaad is talking to the mayor going like, show me the princess again. He's in bed uh-huh. and sort of implied that he's looking at his dick under the blankets. Uh-huh. Uh, as the camera pans through his room, Mama Bear is a bearskin rug in his bedroom. And it's so dark. I remember noticing mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And then at the end, Papa Bear and Baby Bear are dancing together, but Mama Bear is nowhere to be seen. Well, and so dumb. And the, I missed none of the. I missed the scene at the swamp. The when all, everyone's at the swamp at the start, Baby Bear is crying, and it's and Papa Bear is consoling him. Yeah, it's very. Oh sad. my god, it's dark. <laughs> there is some dark in the background of this movie. Well, I, oh my gosh, do you think? Okay, this is a reach, but I'm going to say it. Do you think that is an inside trope joke oh. about the missing mother in Disney films? Oh, oh. You. thank you very much. Who taught you that? Well done. Well done. I see that. Because it's clearly a choice. Like oh, yeah. They yeah. had to animate that and they made a choice. And if you're going to get rid of one bear, why her? I think it's the mother. The, you're the right. Whole, the whole there's no mothers in Disney films. 
Wow. That's fascinating. Good call. All right. Final question. <gasps> Shrek became the mascot for DreamWorks Animation, but he's not the only character from the movie that went corporate. <laughs> what other Shrek characters sold out to make it big? One, Donkey became a McDonald's spokesperson in the UK for several months after a Burger King scandal revealed they were using horse meat. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Two. I'm sorry, I just want that to be true. <laughs> that's just too clever. <laughs> Two. The gingerbread man became the mascot for Walmart. I think Three, I already have guess. Puss in Boots became a temporary mascot for Pets.com. Or four, Magic Mirror was briefly featured in a line of ads for Bed Bath & Beyond. Ah. Uh, I'm going to say five all of the above. Yeah. All of the above. All right, we got, we've got an all of the above. I'm also all of the above. we got an all of the above. Like I can't a, resist all the above. A Don trick. Y'all are wrong. No. Y'all are wrong. The only one that was right was the gingerbread man was a brief spokesperson for Walmart. All right. I wasn't going to okay. guess that anyway, so that would have been I wrong. knew that was one, but I feel like I remember Puss in Boots and I thought well, I was thought of Puss in Boots for PetSmart, but anyway. Well, what did you think, guys? Do you remember Puss in Boots pitching PetSmart at Pets.com at some point? Puss If so, Trevor, <laughs> where could they go to tell us about it? I was going to try to do the whole thing as Puss in Boots, oh, but absolutely yeah. not. <laughs> you can do it. Do it yeah. as a Puss where, where on Instagram and Twitter as at Big Fat Gay Pod. Or on Facebook as a Big Fat Gay Podcast. Leave us five stars everywhere. Apple Podcasts. We're almost at 100 reviews on Apple Podcasts. Yeehaw! We can do it. Are We took a little dive on Spotify, so... Yeah, little, hey, yeah. go fix Spotify for us. We were really good for a while. <laughs> um, support us on Patreon. See the articles we talked about at www.bigfatgaypod.com. Well, maybe you're you're getting up. You're 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 all costumed. You're lining up to get, get in the the, 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 the the swamp gala. I'm going and, to the swamp. Um, you're, but you're dressed as Mama Bear. Oh, oh no! no. <laughs> and, what? Uh, and Farquaad's <laughs> coming. <laughs> He's... Co Farquaad is coming? Yeah, so... <laughs> Watch out! <laughs>